Welcome back, everybody, to our second very special bonus episode uh, where Lady N is going to dissect now the uh, shit show that is the WrestleMania card um, and talk about the Hall of Fame and just other uh, random relevant WWE news. Uh, Brad is still not with me today, but uh, don't you worry. Don't you worry because I got someone special. All right? And he is JB the Jobber. From the Rocky Mountains, welcome back to the show. I'm back again, back in, I don't know if we'll say better than ever, but I'm back. Yeah, don't get too comfortable, because you know there's no guaranteed contracts on this show. That's why I'm just happy to be here. That's right, that's the best attitude. That's also why you're a jobber. Anyhow, um, in all seriousness, uh, glad to have you back on the show. And uh, I want to dive into Mania and the craziness that it is i have a lot of strong opinions so i think i'm gonna come in hot on this one and do what i normally do and just say fuck the word of the card i'm gonna talk about what's on my mind and that is the main event the triple threat that is for the raw women's title ronda rousey versus charlotte flair versus becky lynch I am not happy about this match. You know, I have waited forever for a woman to main event, or women, excuse me, to main event WrestleMania, and this is the shit that they give us. Uh, there's, there's been so many things with this storyline that have been botched, and I, I, I don't like it at all. Inserting Charlotte is completely unnecessary and waters down um, the storyline between Ronda and Becky, which, uh, I mean, as much as I hate Rousey, and I've said it many times on this show, I wanted to see that shit because Becky's got that strong Twitter game and she was really fucking destroying Ronda. And she won the Royal Rumble and then she had to earn her spot back, which used to be a guaranteed ticket to Mania. But here the fuck we are in this garbage, pale kid of a match. I'm just, I'm fucking disgusted. What are your thoughts, Jobber? I'm right there with you. Um, The whole feud itself has grown tired. Like, it's not even... It's not even fun anymore. They've kind of been beating us over the head with it for so long, and it's like, can we just have the match and move on, please? Yeah, and then we didn't even talk about this part yet, that they've completely fucked Asuka in the process with this match, because now Charlotte has the SmackDown women's title, which is even more reason why she shouldn't be in this match. And um, WrestleMania used to be the show where you defended all the belts, and that belt's not going to get defended. It's all. Why? It's also that we can have the Boston Hug connection, Becky and Charlotte, holding up belts to end WrestleMania. You'll have the four horsewomen, all the titles. And, and I'm not gonna lie, I would pop so hard for all the four horsewomen, but this isn't the way to do it. Well, the whole build to Mania as a whole, not just this match, has been such a cluster this year. They had to throw it together last minute. It feels like. It's it's a cluster. I mean, this also leads me to believe that, um, you know, Pancake Tits, a.k.a. Ronda Rousey, is not going to uh, not renew, right? She's going to stay on the Raw After Mania, and that's what the rumors are. So is this going to be four horsewomen versus the faux horsewomen, as they always say? I mean, that match was like so 2014. I don't know. I just, good for them. They finally get their spot in the limelight as a main event on the biggest card of the year. But I don't, I'm tired of it already. Like, give me the match. Give me what I want. Give me what I want! I want the match to just be over and we can move on to new storylines. Yeah, yeah. Okay, moving on. And I'm sorry if you're mad. I only talked about the main event for like two minutes, but... Uh, I want to talk about probably the most underrated match on the card, which is going to be uh, for the Cruiserweight Championship, Buddy Murphy versus Tony Nese. This match is most likely going to be on the pre-show, and it's a damn shame. Um, I think every wrestling podcast has the same comment that I have, and I'm not any different. I'm not doing shit to make myself stand out. So that may be why like we have 10 listeners, but whatever. Yes, uh, 205, they always bring it. They always deserve to be on the main card. Um, you know, we'll get to see Tony Nese count all of his abs on the grandest stage in the wall. Yes, mall. please. And then him and Buddy Murphy should put on an outstanding match. Yeah, it, it's it's going to be fire. Do you think that Buddy's going to retain here? I could see Tony becoming champ. You know, they had this little kind of friendship going on for a while, mm-hmm. so now that they're having to face each other. 
I would like to see. I mean, Buddy's. I wasn't sure of him at first as a champ, but he's funny. Yeah. Um, he's proven himself. He's proven himself. But I'd like to see it go in a different direction now. Let's see what Tony can do with it. Even if he ends yeah. up being, if it falls flat, then he's just a transitional champion. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's ultimately what it's going to be is a transitional champion. I think this is a critical time for this brand, right? I mean, they've been suffering from low ratings. I mean, I used to be the only asshole watching this show, and I'm not. I'm glad they got their viewership replaced with you, Jobber, but it's just sad because the wrestling is so good, but it has almost no meaning, which is also my criticism with NXT UK. So, I mean, where do we go from here? Because they're not really doing anything to develop these characters and these storylines and make it interesting. They've basically almost fallen off of Raw. They used to even be a part of that show. And they're just not. Now they're, they were taped before Erkner uh, went on. They tape it and show it later. But it was before SmackDown, and then it was after SmackDown. Then they well, it used it. to be at Full Sail, and then it was after SmackDown for the longest time. But the uh, the Cruiserweights used to be exclusive to Raw. So we would even see matches, which would be your quote-unquote throwaway bathroom break matches as a part of this three-hour show, but at least I got to see a good match. Well, and that's what I was saying, too, is the way that they tape it now, it's been bounced around so much. Like, they put it on, they would do it after SmackDown, but the crowd didn't want to sit there any longer than they already had. They put it on before SmackDown to get them amped up for the show, which is a brilliant move. The time slot that is actually shown on the network has been bounced around. There's no consistency with it. You can't fold it and just have them meld into the other brands because the other brands don't know what to do with the talent that they do have. Um, little guy, Drake Maverick, as GM, is kind of getting old. He's a creepy toddler, everybody. They, That's what he looks like. They just, they need a, they need a new direction. Yeah, they do. I don't know what they what they need. There's been talks that uh, Rey Mysterio could be a possible GM when he's ready to retire. Uh, I don't see Rey retiring anytime soon. That's the problem with that. I mean, and then we have the whole thing, is Rey going to be masked as GM? Is he going to be unmasked? Um, personally, and I'm going to take a small detour here because that's just what I do on this show. And I want to say I want to see Rey's retirement match with Dominic, his son. And see him put Dominic over. I think that's going to be fucking fire. From what I've seen, though, hasn't Dominic like just started his training? So He's been training for a while. He was over here in Tampa. Shout out to Jay Lethal and, and his school uh, this way. I know he's been in Canada. It's all part of his training. He's got like a whole loop that Ray's got him on. Uh, we've seen him on TV, which was just such the cock tease. I was like, oh, it's going to happen. We're going to see this match. Uh, Ray's famously said he only has a few more years left in him. Uh, he's had multiple knee surgeries. I want to see him go out on top. I don't want to see him decline, which we're going to talk about that retirement ma- match next. So, awesome transition. But <laughs> Speaking of Ray, do we just want to go ahead and knock out the U.S. title match with him and Samoa Joe? No, I actually want to talk about the upcoming retirement match for Kurt Angle and how god-awful that is going to be. That... That's about all that needs to be said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I, it, it would have... It, it makes sense in storyline, which is something I rarely say these days with uh, WWE. Corbin got angle fired as GM. So they've kind of had this quiet feud for the past couple months. So it makes sense, right? But nobody wants to see Kurt Angle, who was one of the most popular wrestlers, um, beloved... Have this fucking match. I don't want to see him have a match at all anymore because... Oh, no, I don't either. The match that he had with Samoa Joe on Raw was rough. It's been rough, and it was rough watching him as GM because he was struggling with words. I know that he's had some addiction and concussion issues as well. Um, I think he kind of needs to hang up the boots here. That's, That's my personal opinion. The last somewhat decent match he had was putting Drew over. Um, after a very long vacation, I just don't think he has the go in him to to be on this circuit and to have these matches regularly. Um, if we want to talk about a compelling farewell match, I think we all know what we want to see. Give me what I want, WWE. Give me what I want. Do 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 do. 
Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about ruthless aggression era and kicking that off? This is what started Cena's career, and I would like to see it come full circle and have him end Kurt's career. That's what we want. Give me what I want. And we still might see it, because apparently they started rethinking things when they saw the backlash of announcing Corbin as the match. Yeah, but he's still announced on the card as this is the match. So backlash, it means nothing. Maybe it, maybe it's a squash, and then we hear Cena's music hit, and that's the real match. I would pop for that. I would pop for that. Something tells me this is another false promise from the authority, much like they were going to switch up main roster in the shows, and, and they haven't. It's been the same stale-ass shit. Well, Actually, no, it's worse. They're, like, really fucking things up, and that proves in their main event. They told us that we were the authority. Yeah, well, that's not true. No. No. I'm calling you out, WWE. All right. Um, with that said, shit I didn't want to see, don't care about, She McMahon versus The Miz. Yeah. Um, False count anywhere match. So this is setting up for Shane to have his annual crazy spot. Which was cool to see for the longest time, but he is... He gets, like, Brock-level red in the face now, and he yeah. sweats more than Samoa Joe. Oof. I don't want to see him wrestle anymore. I don't want to see him get hurt, because above all, I'm a human. Yeah. And he's clearly getting too old. I remember a couple years at Survivor Series, Roman speared him, and I thought Roman literally knocked the wind out of him. I didn't think he was going to be able to get up. No, like, he's, as a personality, uh, cool. That's great. That's what he does best. But in-ring, stop it. Uh, this goes back to when he had that feud with Sammy and KO. Like, the whole storyline of the show kind of gets tied up and evolved around Shane when he puts himself in matches. Yeah, it's it's the typical McMahon shit. They're going to make the show about them, and it's not really about us and what we want. Give me what I want. Uh, what I want is not to see this match. I mean, Shane McMahon had his time. He had some dope matches. I think that a lot of people shit on him as a wrestler. Um, certainly not the best, certainly not the worst. I just don't want to see it anymore. Just like I don't want to see Kurt Angle anymore. Uh, the Miz, I think, deserves way better. I, I, the battle of the words and Shane turning heel was cool, but I, I just has don't... a potato face. Yeah. Yeah. Poor dad. You know, and, and, I, and I hate to say it, folks. But Miz getting his ass beat is why The Rock is Mike McZannon's favorite wrestler and not his son. So with that, I leave you. I want to move on to the last match I really didn't want to see. Um, and that's going to be um, Finn Balor versus Bobby Lashley for the Intercontinental Championship. They have completely ruined the IC belt, in my opinion. The flip-flop between Finn and Bobby, I mean, it basically made Finn this transitional champ, which didn't make sense because now he's going to face Bobby anyway, and we've already seen this shitty-ass match. And it really lowers Finn's stock. And they've plastered the demon character on all of the promo material. The demon is supposed to be special. The demon only comes out at SummerSlam, so I hate to pee in your Cheerios, sir, but we're not going to see a demon at WrestleMania. What I'm saying, and that's what I was getting to, is that why waste that special character? And Mania, cool, whatever, I don't mind that. But against Bobby Lashley? Nothing against Lashley. He had his good run in TNA, but... And he was good in WWE the first time around. His first run, yeah. He's a badass, but he's been reduced to a, a cosplay... A com- comedy act. Yeah, and a cosplay of Donatello. Why does he look like Donatello from the Ninja Turtles? Can somebody explain that? Hit me up. I'm not on Twitter. Hit me up. WrestlesN at gmail.com. Take it back to the AOL days. Shoot me a note. Or hit me up on SoundCloud. Apparently you can get messages through there. I learned something today. Alright. Let's start talking about something a little more relevant. And and that's going to be Samoa Joe, uh, who's the current U.S. uh, champ, versus Rey Mysterio. I I will watch anything with Rey Mysterio in it. I think this is going to be... A good match. I think it has the potential to be better. And I am not going to talk about this anymore because I want to hear the jobber's thoughts because he, apparently he's a booker too and he, and he came up with this really great idea. So, yes, it is going to be a good match. However, 
you just had a fatal four-way match for that title with Truth, Andrade, and um, Ray. Ray. Now, Andrade is joining Ali, because he's not Mustafa anymore. It's just Ali. Hey, it's Mustafa, if you ask Nigel McGinnis. Okay. Mustafa Ali. Mustafa Ali and Andrade are now participants in the Under the Giant Battle Royal. Royal. You win a trophy. Congratulations on being on the pre-show. Take those two put them into this match and make it a fatal four-way. Yes, we've seen the fatal four-way plenty of times, but it's going to make for a better match and it'll utilize those two more than just shoving them in a battle royal. No, and I agree. So this is how you insert a bunch of wrestlers into a match, ladies and gentlemen. It's not by necessarily shoving them in a battle royal. It's not shoving them unnecessarily into a main event. Um, This whole WrestleMania's time for the participation trophy awards, right? This makes sense. There's so many storylines that could happen with this Fatal 4-Way. You have had Andrade and Ray feuding for the better part of what feels like six months now. Uh, we have Samoa Joe, just who destroys everybody um, in, in promos. And who, and then we have Mustafa Ali, who has had chance after chance ripped from him, the, the true baby face of all of this. And it would just make for a great fucking story. And we're not doing it. And it's a missed opportunity. Yes, the current match, the way it's set, is going to be good. It would be great. Make booking great again if we had this as a fatal four-way. And it'd be slightly different because now we got Ali versus the one we saw uh, a few weeks back at, what was it, Backlash? No, it was just a regular SmackDown episode. Oh, that's right, it was. Well, it felt like a pay-per-view match. That's why that shit was so much better. Alright, so moving on from there, uh, we have AJ Styles versus Randy Orton uh, in a singles match there. There's just no belts on the line here. This is good old-fashioned storytelling. I like it. Yeah? I'm, I'm for this match. Really? Yeah. Their whole uh, promo back-and-forth battle that they had on SmackDown a couple weeks ago, two, mm-hmm. maybe three, that's what really sold me on it. I'm like, okay. I'm bought in now. Yeah, and, I mean, but is Orton going to be complacent like he has been for the past two years? Oh, I mean, like after the match, we probably won't see him until SummerSlam. No, no, I mean during that. He's been phoning it in, like in the ring. Fair point. Okay. I think it, okay, I'll backtrack then. It has potential to okay. be a good match, depending on which Randy Orton shows up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Randy Orton is, is a talented guy. I mean, I don't blame him for his part-time schedule. He still fucking shows up more than Brock. But he has been phoning it in. And AJ, AJ can make any match phenomenal. He can make anyone look great, even if they are not nearly as talented. That just shows you how talented AJ is. I see what you did there. You said he can make it phenomenal. I did. I did. And you know what? I didn't even mean to do that. That's just how fucking brilliant I am as a podcaster and journalist, damn it. So... Uh, yeah, he's he's great. He's phenomenal. He's a phenomenal one. And he made Roman Reigns look great. One of Roman's best matches I think we, we've ever seen. I want to see him and Mustafa Ali. I know face versus face is something that people don't like to see, but in the spirit of competition, that would be a singles match just because it would be so goddamn entertaining. I'd be for. And not to say I'm opposed to heel AJ. He had a decent run as a heel in the WWE. Uh, but I think he's just so over with the crowd. At this point, he really can't be a heel anymore. Uh, this one is kind of going to be a to-be-determined. I'm curious to see how this is going to play out. Yeah. All right. So we also have Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre singles match. This is going to be interesting because this is Roman's first big singles match after coming back from, uh, recover- from being leukemia. Uh, we saw him in the Shield match. We did a little reunion. Got the gang back together. But he had Seth doing the majority of the work. I, I would say he had Seth and Dean, but let's face it, Dean is complacent as fuck. And he didn't have to do a lot of work there. So, I'm, you know, I, I like Roman. I, I'm one of the few people that continually defends him. But I'm a little concerned just health-wise. I mean, cancer is no fucking joke, and neither is the treatment. I know he's a strong, healthy guy. 
uh, going into this before the disease. But I'm a little, I'm a little worried. I, I, I think this may expose him for being a little weak. I mean, actually, physically, not so much in ring ability. I, I want to see what's going to happen here. Normally, I a year ago, I would have been all about this match. I'm still all about it to a point. Um, you know, Drew ran through Seth. He destroyed Dean on Rock a couple weeks ago. Now the last member of the Shield, obviously, would be Roman to run through. Mm-hmm. I think it can be a good match. Um, it might not be as brutal, I guess you could say, as yeah. we might expect it to be. Yeah. But it's it's definitely not a bathroom break match. Oh, absolutely not. I mean, Drew's been putting out consistent work. You want to talk about people holding the division down in Roman's absence just because Vince um, built everything literally around Roman for so long. I mean, I thought him and Seth, I mean, really showed up for this. And it's a shame. And I and believe me, I don't think Roman has come back on the spot on the card that he left. Nor should he, right? But there was a, there was a certain void. You know, we talked about this on the last episode. When you center all of your storylines or your divisions around one or two people, it's never a good thing. So it was really great to see that these guys step up. I mean, Drew in his first round in WWE was not great. And he really built his name and his stock in, in TNA um, and in the UK scene to come back. I mean, I think bigger and better than ever. I loved him in NXT. Uh, I loved him more here in, in WWE now, but again, the call-up was a little botched. But sadly, he's had the best call-up, which is really not saying much. No, well, you could throw Ember in there because she was booked pretty strong until she got injured. That's true, but then she would like not be on TV for weeks, though. So that's what I mean. It's inconsistent booking. You know, we, we need a campaign. Hashtag JB the Jobber books raw. Yeah. He, he needs a job, folks. He doesn't have kids, but he needs a job. No, he's Slater. Yeah, exactly. All right, moving on. Uh, this is going to be the women's tag title match. Uh, Boston Hug Connection, Bailey and Sasha, current champions, versus the Divas of Doom. I did not know they were being billed as this. Uh, Beth Phoenix, a.k.a. the Phoenix One, and Natalia versus the Iconics, Billy Kane, Peyton Royce, versus Nia Jax and Tamina. So this is a fatal four-way tag team match. It should really be a fucking four-way cluster is what I'm going to rename this match. That is accurate. Yeah. Um, having women's tag titles is great, but they didn't do enough building up of their tag division. Like, you don't have enough women to be singles competitors, and then have them also be tag partners. And you got to pick one. The whole the crossover is, is weird because now you, Bailey as a singles competitor, Sasha's always lurking in the background. Mm-hmm. There needs to be some clarity. They need to sort of build this division up a little bit more, brought in more women to have a legit tag division. So does this mean we're getting more call-ups after Mania? I don't know if it's we're going to get call-ups after Mania or if it's going to happen at the Superstar Shake-Up or Draft, whatever they're calling it this time around. Which is only like two weeks later. Right. Yeah. Or do you have them at both? Uh, I think you're going to see a little of both, potentially. Um, you know, I'm always leery about call-ups. You know, we talked about it last show. They, they've they handled them very poorly in the past. But I think they, need, they desperately need call-ups. On the same token, I don't want to hurt NXT because their women's division is just getting really strong and it was weak for a really, really long time. And so now we're going to have the E, the in well, not so much the E, but Smack, uh, the main roster, if you will, uh, SmackDown and Raw, um, almost sucking the life out of NXT if they really do call up more women. Does this mean we're going to get some indie signings? What's going to happen? I don't know. We have competition now. We have AEW. And yes, they're technically right now still a glorified t-shirt company. But, you know, this uh, their competition. Whether they claim to be or not, they have unintentionally become the competition to WWE. Uh, not to mention your other indie scenes like your Ring of Honors and Impacts, which are buildings. Well, Impact, I have to say, as much as I have criticized them, has done women's wrestling right even before the WWE has. Ring of Honor, not strong in, in women's division, have kind of caught up pretty quickly here. So 
what are we going to do here about this shallow division without hurting their system? And then we have this whole competition sucking talent, people just not even wanting to go to WWE anymore because that's not the only option. And that's the best thing for the wrestlers is there being so many options. You don't feel like you have to go to the WWE to quote-unquote make it. Yeah. I think this is the most exciting shit since WCW, honestly. I mean, they were they were real competition there for 83 weeks. They were a real threat. Obviously, they imploded, so I, I hope this doesn't happen to, to some of these other promotions. I certainly don't think AEW is going to fall by the wayside, and I think because they don't necessarily want that model to compete with the WWE, that's not going to happen to them. But like I said, by not competing with the E and just putting together amazing stories and being innovative in their YouTube channels and shows... And yes, they're amazing t-shirts because WWE merch sucks. They have become a legitimate threat, like I said, unintentionally doing so, but they really are the competition. They are. Uh, and with that said, I don't know what's going to happen with this women's um, tag division. I think we all know that Boston Hog is going to retain, though. Yes, if, it, if we're going to have that four horse, uh, horsewomen uh, curtain call, then yeah, absolutely, they have to retain. Um, you know, I, and I'll be honest with you, I really don't need to see Betty Phoenix with another title run. I don't even know why she needed to come out of retirement. Granted, I love her and Natty together, so it's a little bit of a contradiction for me. Well, it's because they botched Natty's booking so bad that, hey, we've got something for you with Beth Phoenix. We don't have anything for you by yourself. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough. I mean, she deserves more. She's really been the anchor um, of the women's division for a long time before the revolution. Sorry, Bella, step aside. It was Natty. It was, and and I think Natty proved that women could do more than be in pajama fights and pillow fights and lingerie shit. I mean, yeah, she was a real competitor. She can out-wrestle half the men on that roster. Uh, she also comes from wrestling royalty but has not used that to be complacent and sit on her laurels. You know, people forget she's the you know the Anvil's daughter. Um, you know, people mostly associate her with her uncle Bret Hart. Um, but let's not forget she's the first female third generation wrestler. Her grandfather Stu Hart. I mean, her, she's got nine thousand cousins. The Indies. I mean, she's she's a big fucking deal, people. And, and I don't know. I, the only reason she remains relevant, in my opinion, is because she's on Total Divas. And that's not fair to Natty. It's not. Yeah. Um, and then we have the Iconics. I mean, is this for eye candy? I mean, they're the only ones that you could say, hey, cohesive tag team, right? I mean, they've been together. Uh, that's not really a high bar, though. Uh, no, not at all. They're more of a comedy act. They are they're trying to get better in the ring, and you can see it as their matches progress. Like, the more that I see them on TV, I'm like, okay, no, they are showing signs of improvement, mm -hmm. but you're still that comedy act that is out there to annoy people with your shrill voice. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to hear that, their voices. Sorry. And then we have Nia Jackson, Tamina, and while... <sighs> Let's talk about unenthused uh, Tamina's latest run. She has looked like she'd rather be anywhere else. It's because she's had shitty booking, and, and I think that she... I wanted to see her succeed, right? I think she's got the ingredients of being an amazing wrestler. Um, this tag team has the ingredients of being an amazing tag team. They could be like a female authors of pain, although I never liked them, but like that female, and, and, and I'm sorry if this is offensive to some people, like Haas Wrestling. So they really should be, they should be winning this match and just fucking destroying the tag division. But I think they have no chemistry as a tag team. They just put them together because they're two big women. Uh, but then they can't even fucking win matches, so they have zero. Yes. Shout out to Rudy Giuliani. Not really. Fuck you. Credibility. Zero. I, I mean, I don't know. It's a shit show. It is. Um, but at the same time, it's another women's championship match on WrestleMania. I don't know where it'll be in the card. It's probably going to be a mid-card match. Yeah, I think this is going to be on the main card for sure. Oh, no, yeah. It's definitely not going to be on the pre-show. No. But as far as booking of the main card, it'll be somewhere in the middle. Yeah. I don't think it'll kick it off, but it definitely isn't going to be like your co-main event either. Oh, no, absolutely not. Uh, not with the SmackDown and Raw titles on the line, too. I, I, I'll see those low. I can see those as lower towards the card. I see this uh, potentially as a cool-down match uh, in between maybe title matches or, or a really stellar one like an AJ... 
versus Randy if he's not phoning it in. Um, but I guess we will have to wait and see how the card is revealed. Uh, all right, let's talk about the pre-show again since you brought it up. We can talk about the, the Battle Royals. We're going to have both the women's and the men's. And again, I love that we're having more opportunity for women than ever before. But unfortunately, both Battle Royals have basically just been like, yeah, this is our way of pretty much putting everyone on the show. It's like when you have a play as a kid and you get to be like a rock or a tree. That's what the fucking Battle Royals are. Perfect way to put it. That's it's everyone gets a participation trophy. Uh, the winners of these matches, congrats. That's what you get. You won the match. There's no title opportunity for you or anything like that. Exactly. So we'll we'll start with the women's match because I think it always tends to be a little bit smaller. Um, so right now it's announced as Oscar. Jesus Christ, what a fall from grace. Carmella, Naomi, Lana, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville. Nikki Cross, Dana Brooke, Mickey James, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, uh, Sarah Logan, and Zelina Vega. So I have a lot of issues with this card. I'm going to go one by one. Asuka, I mean, what a fall from grace. We talked about how she just lost her title to Charlotte, who's now competing for another belt, but holding this other one. Meanwhile, we have ruined Asuka beyond all motherfucking recognition because she was the most feared fucking thing in NXT. I mean, it's just bad shit to me, what they've done. And I, I, I got nothing. I, I really do. Uh, they've ruined her mystique. Um, anything special about her? I, I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, and, and making her lose the belt is just further of her character circling down the drain. I know she lost last year to Charlotte. Uh, but I don't know if we're going to recover from this. Um, I don't know if Asuka can recover. Maybe we need to do something interesting with her. But for right now, she's in this um, shitty-ass battle royal playing a, uh, a tree at this point. So I don't know. So, yeah, I had a lot of thoughts there on Asuka. All very valid points as well. Yeah. Um, that would lead us to... To Carmella, another former champ. She had a good run as a valet for R-Truth and their seven-second dance break. <laughs> but they have done absolutely nothing with her since then. Um, and she's also in the Battle Royal. Uh, so we got our, our third former champ also in this Battle Royal, and that's Naomi. Yeah, what has she... They, I, don't even, I can't even get my words right. I'm so confused with this one. Yeah. She, uh, she had that little angle with Mandy Rose and... Am I or am I not going to sleep with Naomi's husband? Not me, but Mandy Rose. Yeah, let's uh, clarify that. From there, she's had uh, two, maybe three matches on TV, but no direction or storyline. Yeah, I mean, you said it perfectly. I really can't add too much else to that, other than the fact that the first three names on this list are former women's champs, so... Yeah, that leads me to Lana. I mean, she just needs to go back to being a valet. Um, she's shown minimal improvement since wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, that's... If there's one that deserves to be in a battle royal, it's going to be Lana. Yeah, exactly. That one I'm not mad at. Uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, I want to talk about them together because we talked about building the women's tag team. They're fucking built-in tag team. Now, I know they kind of have the hints of they're going to break up. Because Sonya keeps fucking up for Mandy, blah, 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 but why aren't they in the Fatal 4-Way? Take Tamina and Nia out, or the Iconics, cause, and put them in there. They should not be in this Battle Royal. They shouldn't. Uh, Mandy has gotten better in ring. A lot better. Sonya is the opposite. She's great in ring, but her mic skills could use a little bit of work. So uh, that's why I think... Right now, they should not break up. They should stay together. Exactly. Exactly. Um, who else do we got here? Nikki Cross. I mean, what a f fucking burial. I mean, do we need to bring The Undertaker out to bury her further? Well, she's higher up, closer to the ground, um, as far as where she's buried, than Sanity. Well, that's true. At least we see her on TV. Yeah, I, I, I just don't know. Um, it's... It's bad. <laughs> it's just bad. There's nothing more we can say about that. Dana Brooke, I mean, I'm fine with her being in here. I mean, she's pretty much been irrelevant since her NXT call-up. Uh, looks like Mickey James is coming back. 
Yeah, she went away for a while. She was kind of like the right-hand man to uh, Bliss yep. there for a little bit. Uh, when Bliss stopped wrestling, Mickey didn't even just stop wrestling. She just kind of disappeared. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know if she has intentions on retiring and just hasn't officially announced or, or what. I mean, she's still young. She's in her late 30s. Uh, I know she's got a kid. I don't know if her and uh, that gorgeous stud Nick Aldis want a second one or, or what, or she wants to just take time to be with her family, especially since uh, Nick doesn't have that WWE schedule that she has. Maybe they just want to fucking spend more time together so they can actually make another baby. I, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea with that one. Yeah. And then we have the Riot Squad. Uh, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan. Again, another built-in tag team that should be in this women's tag title picture that's in the fucking Battle Royal. They just continuously bury the Riot Squad every chance they get, and I don't understand it. Yeah. You have Ruby, who is amazing. You've got Liv, who is arguably one of the best sellers in the entire WWE. She will make anybody look good. And Sarah Logan has come a long way. I was not a big fan of her starting out, but the more I see her on TV, I'm like, okay, I, I, I got you it. You just pop for her because she was a Viking in that entrance at, at TakeOver. Well, that didn't hurt. Okay, okay. Well, and then lastly, we got Zelina Vega. I mean, I think Zelina Vega is incredibly talented and underrated. Her role has mostly been as a manager and valet for um, Andrade because that's what the fuck we're calling him, just one name. Andrade Cien Almas, a.k.a. La Sombra. Okay. Uh, but she she deserves more, but at the same time, her, her role is not necessarily as a wrestler, so for her to fill in in this battle royal, I'm okay with that. I am. And, you know, I think he should be having a match and she should be valeting him, but that's not the case. We'll talk about the men's in a minute. Usually at this point, they do one or two things, because this is obviously not enough for a 30-woman battle royal. They're either going to have some nostalgia folks come back, um, which I I kind of like this year at the Royal Rumble. They didn't do any nostalgia. They did all the future, so we had NXT. And last year we had some NXT gals in this Battle Royal. So I would be okay uh, with either one because it is such a fucking throwaway thing on the pre-show uh, of having some nostalgia people, maybe some NXT, one or the other. I don't really care. Uh, but I think that's who's going to end up filling up the rest of this match. Agreed. Yeah. That's, yeah. Then we get to the men's, and this is just, I mean, holy shit. Holy shit. This is worse than potentially the greatest Royal Rumble. Greatest Royal shit show. And that's saying something. That takes a lot. So, I, I mean, I, I think there's a headliner in this Battle Royal, and that would be uh, the Meat Castle Braun Strowman. This, talk about a burial worse than Sanity and Nikki Cross. This guy was, like, the number one contender for the... Uh, Universal title. He was a monster in the bank, you know, money in the bank winner, whatever. Uh, huge push everywhere. Funny as hell. I mean, love seeing him in Mixed Match Challenge. Well, even the unintentional funny of him pulling down the scaffolding with a grappling hook. On you top always of have to find a way to talk about that. It's It never gets old. Well, no, it doesn't. We recently watched this and it really stands up. And, uh, and, and Paul, that's because Paul Heyman sold the shit out of it. Yeah. Oh my god! So, uh, to further bury him, not only is he in this battle royal, he's fucking feuding with the host of Weekend Update, which are going to enter this battle royal. Like, Wikipedia actually has him as a celebrity entry, folks. I cannot make this shit up. The only thing that would make it, I don't even want to say salvageable, but more watchable? Entertaining? Yeah, but it's, it wouldn't even happen at Mania. Braun just comes in and wrecks the set of Weekend Update. Well, um, that I would pop for that. Yeah. I, I would. And I hope he does that next Friday. Because they are going to be in New York. Saturday. I'm sorry. Or Saturday Night Live. Oh, that's right. I haven't watched SNL in a long time, and it shows. The only thing that can make this Battle Royal better is if Nicholas helps him win. Nicholas? Do we... He retired on top. He went out on top. He's undefeated champion, and why sully the record? You you raise such a great point. He has a better streak than the Undertaker. Uh, but I'm not gonna lie, I'd pop so hard for that shit if Nicholas came out and helped him. 
Um, like I said, another burial we have Andrade, just Andrade. Um, and here we have Apollo Crews, Titus O'Neil. They're low car mid. They're not, what the fuck? They're not mid carters. They're low carters. <laughs> That's his thing. Titus should be an ambassador. Yes. For WWE and Apollo, people forget how talented he is until you see him in a match. Like, why is this guy not on TV? And then you forget about him because you don't see him for another eight months. Exactly. Yeah. There's that. We also have Tyler Breeze, who's been pretty absentee, but I know having Dango out injured, and he had his own little injury too for a while there, right? Um, he came back to NXT recently and got a huge pop, but they really haven't doing, been doing shit with him on TV on the main roster. He's, he's another one that's talented, but it's like, oh, Dango's hurt, so you're not going to do anything. We got uh, Jinder Mahal. Uh, this is another fall from grace. This guy was, like, fucking world champ um, to this stupid-ass Shanti gimmick. And I can't tell whether he's a face or he's a heel anymore. It's it's just dumb. No way, Jose. I, I'm fine with this. He's a jobber. Uh, much like you, you should be in this battle royal. Yeah, where's my spot? Yeah, yeah. I would rather see you in here than than Andrade or the, even the host of Weekend Update. That would that would be better. Uh, we have Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. I mean, these guys are former Raw Tag Team champs. I mean, and granted, that was almost a joke too in their title reign. But what the fuck? Bobby is one who, you know, we talk about mismanaged call-ups. <sighs> Enough said. Yeah. The silence is deafening. Grand Metalik, Lindsay Dorado. I mean, we got Lucha House Party up in here. Forgot about them, honestly, because they were causing havoc on Raw with their Lucha House Party rules against the Revival, and then not even really showing up on 205 that much. Yeah, you know, I don't care for the Revival. I know this is an unpopular popular opinion. And you know what? They got further buried when... Um, What's his face's dick came out on uh, Twitter? I don't remember if it was Dash or Wilder. I, I don't know. Like, it, he needs PR lessons from Matt Riddle. Stop looking at my dick, bro. Hashtag Stelly. That's right. Bo Dallas, Curtis Axel, um, Heath Slater, and Rhino. I, I think they're all appropriately cast in this play. Yeah, what What the fuck? You want to talk about Falls from Grace, the B team? As much as I didn't like them once they changed their theme song to that. Oh, Jesus, here we chain, go. Well, you know, you were, they were your tag champs. This is why you're a job. That's an unpopular opinion. No one gave a shit either way. Um, you know, Ryan knows where he's supposed to be. I, I thought he retired, but maybe they're bringing him out of retirement for this one. I liked him, and, and he Slater, believe it or not, as SmackDown tag team champs at once upon a time, but... Um, they're so low on the card again. I really have no objections to this. Oh, Connor and Victor, the accent, uh, Ascension. This was probably the start of the botched call-ups. Uh, they were so over in NXT, and I wasn't watching back then. Uh, but this is what I hear, and and they are. When I see them on TV, they're good wrestlers. But holy shit! I mean, they're almost as buried as the Colognes. We never see them. Every Survivor Series, because they, they help fill out the team. Yeah, but we don't see the Ascension on there, and they should be filling out the tag teams, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Ali. Prince Ali. What? Okay. Yeah, are they going to go that way with the gimmick now and make it super uncomfortable? I hope not, because he's been very vocal about being a positive role model and not being a stereotype, so I hope, you know, Vince, just go away. Yeah, Shelton Benjamin. I mean, I haven't seen his ass other than in Twitter uh, with Mia Yim shitting on him. No, uh, take Root, mm -hmm. make him a heel, put Gable and Benjamin back together as a tag team. You know that tag team got buried too. I mean, I, I get it. Maybe Shelton's in that point in his career. He just wants to wrestle because is what he knows, what he does, and he's in that point where he's putting people over rather than going over. But I mean. It's like, where in the world is fucking Shelton Benjamin? Forget Carmen San Diego. I haven't seen this motherfucker in, like, years. I had to watch an old pay-per-view to find him. Uh, we have the Good Brothers, Gallows, and Anderson. Uh, They're just biding their time. You think? Yeah. 
another bot. That wasn't even a call. That was just a botched. Uh, yeah, because they came from the indie scene. They came with AJ. Right, but what would? It's not a botched call. It would be a botched signing. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, I wish them the best in future endeavors. Because apparently WWE doesn't say that anymore when they let people go. I don't know if you've noticed that in the last few press releases. Uh, all right, we also have the Hardys, Matt and Jeff Hardy. I mean, they were like two years ago. They were the big surprise in the in the tag match. And now they've been relevant on TV, and now they're in the fucking Battle Royal. There's still not officially a tag match for either Raw or SmackDown. So hopefully something will happen this week to where we get the Hardys and the Usos. I can, we can only hope. And I, I want to see them removed um, off of this list. And then, uh, you know, the last three rounding out uh, is Otis and Tucker of Heavy Machinery. Again, you want to build up your tag divisions. Why aren't they in the tag scene? Why aren't we defending tag belts on this card? They've been recently called up as well. What are we doing here? Nobody knows. Yeah. And then uh, we have the Mute, EC3. I mean, yeah. Top 1% of... What do you call him now? Of the jobbers? The jobbers. Is he he your king? Is he the king of the jobbers? You know what he is, actually. Okay. He is. He's worshipped at the main event locker room. Oh, that's that's nice. That's so nice. I think what's interesting here is they're showing them as all three as free agents. I didn't realize they had a free agent status. All of the most recent ones do. Okay. Um, they didn't. They never put them on a specific brand. That's why they like Heavy Machinery showed up on Raw with Alexa Bliss, uh, but then they were also they had that segment with New Day and Becky on SmackDown. So they they flip flop them. Gotcha. Yeah. Me- meanwhile, brand. Oops. Sorry. I don't know if they just don't know what they're doing with them, so they're trying to put them on both shows to figure out where they gel. And folks, if, if this cut out, it's because I accidentally hit the pause button, and we're just going to keep the train moving. I'm not going to fix that in post-production, so just live with it. Um, anyhow, uh, let's get back to the main card here. and We have uh, Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship. I used to call this the world title. I, I, I don't like this switchy-switchy of the names, but um, that's neither here nor there. This match... You have strong opinions, I know. I, well, what I want to see happen and what's going to happen are probably going to be different. I, I want to see Kofi win. I want to see him go over. But then I want to see us get a heel Big E right after. Like, don't wait for the next I love SmackDown. That. I would love that. Just attack him as soon as he raises the belt. That would be dope. That's probably not going to happen, but I would love it. Um, I, I think I'm really tired of the underdog storylines. Um, they happen in wrestling. I know they're not going away, guys. But this card is very heavy with that. You have Seth. You have Becky. You have Kofi. Kofi's having to really prove himself. And I'm, I'm okay with that one because he wasn't a Rumble winner. But, I mean, it's almost demeaning. And I'm sure that backstage they think this is some riveting fucking storytelling. Newsflash, it's not. It's just really bad. Um, if they do what you propose, I'd like it, but let's face it, they're not going to book it that great. They won't. Uh, the only positive of this whole Kofi storyline, um, and I'm not that it's not a good thing that he's getting this title opportunity, yeah. it's that we've been able to see, oh yeah, that's right, as a singles competitor, he's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think it's time for a reboot on the New Day. I, I love them, and I know a lot of people are thinking they've needed a reboot much longer, and I've kind of fought for them to stay together. Um, but I think it's time to do something different. I mean, hell, I would even be okay if Kofi won and they freebird this title and they stay together because I think Big E, whether he's a heel or whatever, I mean, is so legit. So legit. Um, I mean, Xavier's talented as hell, too, but... In your scenario with Big E turning heel, I want to see Xavier as a bystander, Heyman-like with a grappling hook. Oh, my God! That would be awesome. I think that would have to be how it goes because you can't turn Xavier heel 
Like, I wouldn't be able to take him seriously as a heel after seeing him on Up, Up, Down, Down. Well, that, and he does the shit with Francesca and all that, so, I mean, I, I my God, if he can get Francesca over as a heel, then, I mean, he's very talented. I'm sure he could do it, but, but my God, that's going to say a lot about him. Uh, I think this could be a really great start for the New Day. Unfortunately, I think Kofi's going to get buried, because it's no secret how Vince is with black and brown people. Unfortunately, it's a sad reality. But is he the one that is going to not win his match, or is it going to be Becky or Seth? Or do you have all three underdog stories winning their matches? I mean, I almost feel like that's what you have to with the crowd, right? Because I think that there might actually be a riot at a WrestleMania, and we are in New York, so this is a possibility, folks. Um, we got to do something here. You know, I, I'm tired of having an absentee champ. Um, the Becky thing, and I hate to say it, has gotten a little stale, and that's not for her because shit, she's on fire on Twitter. She's doing what she can to keep this going. It's like I said, the insertion of Charlotte in this match. It's Ronda's lack of talent. I mean, the only other way to um, bring this situation back, right, is maybe a heel Oscar interference. Okay, she costs Charlotte the strap. Becky takes advantage. But then you don't get your forever uh, photo at the end of the four horsewomen. Well, Becky wins. She takes advantage and pins Ronda or... But Charlotte has... Or taps her out to the disarmor, excuse me. Charlotte has the SmackDown belt. So if... That's why I'm a jobber, because I call them belts. If um, Asuka costs her that somehow... She's not, because it's only for the Raw Women's title. This isn't a title for title match. So she's still going to keep her SmackDown belt... So, I mean, I can't, that's what I mean. It can't end in, in Becky tapping Charlotte out, right? No. Because then Charlotte's going to look weak, but then all four are going to be standing holding the belts. So that's stupid. So Ronda's going to have to eat a pin, and I'm not certain that's going to happen. So I've often theorized, hey, maybe this curtain call isn't a thing. This is just the fucking trolls, and Ronda's going to fucking retain. Because maybe this will set up faux host, faux host women, the hoes. Jesus, sound like the Godfather. Um, <laughs> the full faux horse women versus the four horse women. I don't know. I don't like it, but I think Brock winning is the likeliest of the three matches. Uh, yeah, and I'm not going to disagree with that, but I think. You know, where does that leave Seth? I mean, like I said, he's held the division down. I mean, I'm going to sound like a kid. He doesn't deserve to lose. Like, come on and fucking cry. Give me what I want. Give me what I want. By the way, Wiki, that is not on this card. Oh, no, it is. I'm sorry. I skipped over because I was saving it for last. Spoiler alert. We're talking about that as our main event. Yeah, give, give us what we want. Give us Seth as champ so we can actually see the Universal title back on TV. So, yeah, we're going to talk about this match now. We're just we're all over the place. So we keep coming back to that shitty main event. Um, and I say give us Becky as champ so we have all the four horse women there and Ronda goes away. Because, quite frankly, I want to see that. Give me what I want. I want to see Seth with that just so that we can build to... Drew and Seth. I know it's already happened. Mm-hmm. But, but with the title on the line. Drew deserves to be in the title picture. No doubt. No doubt. Um, I do have another question, though. Uh, what's going to happen with the WWE Championship if, if Kofi wins? Are they going back to the leather strap? Or are we keeping it eco-friendly? New Day seems like a very progressive, uh, environmentally friendly bunch. So they'll probably... Maybe we get a pancake belt. Oh, Maybe that's a side plate pancake on one, unicorn on the other? Or in, instead of the spinner, it's somehow like pancakes and syrup that spins. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. So you're bringing the spinner belt back. Well, no, let's get crazy. Okay. All right. Um, you're no longer going to be on the booking committee. Uh, maybe this will get you a job at WWE because that idea was, was terrible. I'm calling you out like Conrad. I'm calling you out. I had a good run. You did. You did. All right. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, this Universal title match, I, I really want Seth to go over. I mean, to your point, I think it's most likely Brock's going to retain. It's probably in his contract somewhere. 
Um, although he has slimmed down quite a bit, he is back in what I would like to say fighting shape, no pun intended, but I really do believe uh, he might be going to UFC, but not right now. So I think he's eventually going to drop it in 2019, so Nistradamus is speaking. But I just, I, I'm with you, it's probably not going to happen at Mania. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Finally, here we are at the true main event. This should actually be the fucking main event of WrestleMania. Triple H versus Batista, a.k.a. Give me what I want! You know what I want! Give me what I want! Give it to me! Give it to me! You know what I want! That's not really how that promo went, but that's how it went in my mind. And I'm sorry for the audio spice if you're listening to this on headphones. Um, we did not spit on the microphone. This is a very low-budget show, so I need to preserve this. So um, everyone had to stop drinking 25 minutes before this segment. Um... I'm excited. I, I don't like legend programs. I don't like taking away opportunities from new talent that WWE is very good at burying. This is awesome. This is awesome. Yeah. I've always been a Batista fan, even when he he kind of held down SmackDown there for a little bit. Yeah, he did. And uh, he's always wanted to come back. Now he gets to come back and try and defeat the last member of Evolution. Yeah, here's the deal. This is why this match is good. There was story left on the table. And Triple H is very good about doing that and saving it for a rainy day. Um, And he doesn't like leaving story on the table, so he likes to finish these things up. I'm so hard. I have such a lady boner for this fucking match. And it's not just because Triple H and Batista are in it. I mean, there's a little bit of that. Is that this is exciting. Yes, we have a little bit of that nostalgia pop. Um, but this story is so fucking good. Hey, Hunter. Do I got your attention now? <laughs> you bring a 70-year-old man. I find it funny. Sorry, that's a bad Triple H impression. But, I mean, it's been captivating since they started it. And this build is so good. I can't wait to see how this matches. I do not want to be disappointed. And if I am, I don't know. I don't think we will be. I, I think Batista and H both know that they're going to put on a great show. Yeah. Who goes over? This is where I struggle. Mm-hmm. I want it to be Batista. Of I course. want him to get that win. Like, hey, I came back for one last match. Did it. Deuces. But... I can also see Triple H not wanting to lose at WrestleMania. So, somehow, he's going to... But he's lost at WrestleMania before, many times. Yes, but with this story, though, he he wants to remain that one that Batista never got. I mean, that's a possibility. Maybe we get more matches in a year or two. I don't know. It depends on Batista's filming schedule. Uh, The one thing I know about Batista, I mean, he's done several interviews. Um, he, He lives here in Tampa. I ran into him. Shout out to Batista. Uh, is that he really loves this business. He doesn't need to come back. He doesn't need the money. He's doing it because he fucking loves it. Okay? And he's even sa- he's also said in interviews that he loves to buck for people. He has no problem putting people over. I honestly thought if he came back, he was going to put a younger talent over. This is so much better just because of the storyline and the history. Right? Um, but I don't know. I think this could go either way. I think he's going to go over. It's going to be the story of the redemption. He finally got it. He got one over on Triple H. That's my take. Uh, then again, I used to know shit about WWE. Now I don't. I get. I used to win fucking betting pools, and now I lose. Uh, and I have no idea what the fuck is going on at pay per views. But uh, either way, I'm just. I'm here for the ride. I think it's going to be great. I'm excited to see what crazy entrance Triple H gives us, and I'm ready to pop when uh, Batista's theme hits. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely what I want. They gave us what we want. They gave us what we want. This is the only time they have given us what we want. They really have. Uh, I'm, you know, just kind of in closing, uh, talking about, you know, Mania Weekend and whatnot is is the Hall of Fame. This is the most underwhelming Hall of Fame cast I've seen. It's, I think, almost to tell us all to shut the fuck up of... And then, what the fuck? Uh, what the fuck being Tori Wilson going in? 
I, I think we need to recognize that era of women's wrestling, but how can we do that when, you know, we have people like Molly Holly who aren't in the Hall of Fame? I mean, hell, I'd rather see Melina at this point. I mean, she was part of that era Tori was in, much more deserving, in my opinion. Um, I, I don't know. She should just stay personal training. Good for Harlem Heat, though. It's nice to see them get recognized. It is, but, you know, they don't have Jacqueline or um, what's-her-face, Miss Elizabeth. And that kind of leads me to my next thought, which is about China. You know, she she's going in finally. Good for her. It's, it's their backdoor way of her. <laughs> <laughs> One night in China. <laughs> it is their roundabout way of getting China into the Hall of Fame without having to say China is being inducted. Yeah, and I have issues with that, right? I mean, DX was a popular faction. I have no problem with them going in, okay? Um, China deserves her just due, right? And I know that what she's done in her personal life doesn't fit with her PG era, but, I mean, she had addiction, like many other superstars who are in the Hall of Fame that have been inducted on their own merits. I mean, even X-Pox, who talked about blowing out his own asshole and was in the sex tape with China's getting inducted. And yes, it says with DX and not on his own, but we don't really have an issue with that. And to me, it's more about the uncomfortable conversation that Stephanie's going to have with her children that daddy's ex-girlfriend's going to be in there. I mean, and here's the deal. Uh, they're going to figure that shit out with Google. So why don't the, the way to kind of bury the, the not-so-pleasant history of China is let's talk about her accomplishments as a female wrestler. You want to talk about the revolution? I mean, yes, many times in the show I talk about Trisha, talk about Lita and Molly Holly, um, and even Natalia earlier today. All a vital part that got us to this point, but you can't not think of women think of China, okay? She was one of the first women to enter the Royal Rumble, had an elimination, was an intercontinental champion. I mean, she was a big deal. She was a big deal. She's with the eighth wonder of the world. Or nine? I don't know. I don't know how many wonders we got. But she was such a huge, beloved character and hated character all at the same time that, you know, why isn't she in? Why? We have no problem burying other not-so-pleasant parts of wrestling history with other characters, but she's getting the shaft, sorry, bad choice of words there. And she's having to go in, you know, like you said, worked around with the ex. Yeah. It's because of Stephanie and Triple H. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. It, it really is. I mean, and with that, I mean, the fact that the Hart Foundation's going in, and I get it, Nine Hart w was always a tag team wrestler, so he's not really going to go in on his own. But he should have been inducted years ago, and we're doing it because the man died last year, and because of Natty. I mean, really? Do, do you have to die just to get in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, I, I understand it being the OG Heart Foundation mm -hmm. without Pillman or Bulldog and obviously Owen for other reasons. Yep. Um, but to your point, yeah, why... Why now? Why wait until he's gone to induct him in? Yeah, it's... I get he couldn't do the speech because of his dementia in recent years, but, I mean, hell, he hasn't... Uh, shit, I don't even remember when he stopped wrestling. I mean, it was, it's been years. Instead, I mean, fucking Betty Phoenix got in the Hall of Fame before him. And, and a lot of people think it was certainly because she was married to Edge. And, and I believe she should be in the Hall of Fame. I'm not taking anything away from her accomplishments. But she didn't need to go in that soon. She did not need to go in the Hall of Fame class that she was in. Just my opinion. Who, there's, is it Honky Tonk Man? Yes, is Honky Tonk Man is the other one. I mean, and he's had the most intercontinental championship reigns. And, and I'm not really excited about that either. He was a shitty wrestler. I mean, uh, gosh, kudos to him for committing to that gimmick um, and that character. But that's really where that begins and ends. Yeah, so <laughs> as, as you said, it is a very lackluster class. It is, and I will not be watching. Instead... I'm going to be at the WXW show, and I'm going to keep plugging it because I really believe in supporting your local indie scenes and wrestlers. Friend of the show, shout out to Garrison Spears of Chocolate Stud. Uh, I'm going to see him um, and have his, you know, indie mania moment, if you will. 
So come check it out. You can hang out with Lady Anne. Uh, those of you that haven't met, if there's maybe like one or two listeners that just love this fucking show and want to meet me, come on out. Tickets are only 15 bucks. bell time, 6.30. Alpha needs to give me a cut. I'm plugging the shit out of his promotion right now. Um, but no, I'm happy to, you know, happy to do it. You know, as all of you know, I'm usually around some kind of wrestling event in the Tampa Bay area, which, holy shit, WrestleMania next year is coming to Tampa. I can't wait. I don't, I don't know how you feel. It's going to be amazing. There's going to be so much. We're going to watch all of the wrestling. All of the wrestling. All of the promotions. Yes. So that's why we have to start getting this podcast up so I can get a revenue stream so we can go to all of the wrestling. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm excited. I'm honestly shocked that Tampa's never had a WrestleMania before. So am I with the heritage that it has here. Yeah. Uh, the fact that, you know, former NXT, it's in its life as FCW Florida Championship Wrestling was here. Um, the old days of wrestling in the armory uh, with Dusty Rhodes and and all those guys and so many wrestlers that just live in Tampa. So I think it's long overdue. Uh, it's going to be at Ray J. Yes, we can fire the motherfucking cannons because God knows the the Bucks never score a touchdown. So this may be the only opportunity you get to hear those cannons. Ouch. Yeah, yeah. Full heel mode, lady in heel mode. You heard it here first, folks. So, I don't know. I'm excited. I, I even want to go to some of these indie shows. They're going to have a show at the Armory, which is now the uh, Glazer Jewish Community Center. But they are going to have a store there, which is great just because, again, the rich history at, at that particular venue. So, um, yeah, we are going to be... You probably won't. So, again, another false promise. You're probably not going to see me as active on the uh, local house show circuit these days because we are saving our money for, for Mania. So, you'll see me a lot that weekend. I may need to take two weeks off of my day job just saying and hopefully they will make an awesome hall of fame class to induct next year because with it being in our backyard if it's a great class why not go to it i mean why not we can get dressed up and go to the hall of fame yeah date night hashtag date night at the hall of fame all right well uh, a very uh, big thank you to jb the jobber for helping me fill in while my uh, tag team partner is is out thank you again sir my pleasure. That's, uh, I know nothing's guaranteed, so I've, I've had a good run here. Yeah, yeah, we might bring you back. We might bring you back. Play your cards right. But just remember, there's no guaranteed contracts, and you do whatever the fuck I say. Speak when spoken to. Got it. Yeah, give me what I want! With that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on this second very special bonus episode. Happy Mania to you. You might see some of the other little special things happen, but... Thank you for listening to uh, our bullshit, and we'll see you soon. Bye!